What's up, Aftergrads? My name is Victoria, a recent graduate from Austin College, where I double majored in international economics and finance and East Asian studies concentrated in Mandarin Chinese. And now I'm doing personal research and a venture into the fashion industry. Hey, Aftergrads, and I'm Robert, AKA Classy Kane, photographer, marketer, and recent graduate of Claremont McKenna College, and super excited to be here for our fourth episode Ooh, first one of the year first one of the year yeah we made it we did and we've been out of undergrad for a little bit now six yeah. or seven months mm -hmm. and fresh fresh <laughs> newly bred and we and got things to we say. have things to say because someone lied there was a couple lies yeah but there was a lot of people who contributed to the lies right i think it started from when we were itty bitty up right. until now up until and now. we're so brainwashed and now we're here. And, and now we're, we're here, like, learning new things uh, about this period of our lives. We gotta, that yeah. Don't match up mm -hmm. to what we were told, to what we were navigating when we were in undergrad. Lots yeah. of expectations right. that are matching up to the realities that we're facing mm -hmm. during this period. Exactly. So for those of you who are currently in college right now, I hope you're taking this in because you might think, if you were like me, you might think, oh, I got it. Like I got things lined up and I got things right. prepared, but. There are things that you cannot prepare for. And that's when we have that older generation, 25 and up, who are looking down at us like, <laughs> You just gotta suck it up. You just gotta suck it this up. This is life. This, this is, is what life. we need. You gotta this be prepared what, for right, it. You right. gotta see the uncertain outcomes exactly. occur. But no, it's not always like that. It's not. I mean, everyone thought, I thought, let me talk for myself, 21 was it. Mm -hmm. 21 was the age to we're be. We're so excited. You were fresh. You yeah. drink now if that's to what you want to do. To an extent, it was, it was, it was Your dope. junior year. You know? Yeah, junior, mm -hmm. senior year. So you're still undergirded yes. by the institution. And then now you can drink or mm -hmm. you can do some things that you couldn't before. It's just an exciting period of your yeah, life. Yeah, you really think so. And... It doesn't hit that way. Now, always. now I know so that yeah. it's not. It's not like that. Because at that point, you're still <laughs> fresh in the mind of undergrad to the point where you can't see past graduating. You exactly. You still have one more year left. Right. To pursue. But what about 22, 23, 24? That's all mysterious. Nobody yeah, talks about no those one years. Says those things. Nobody and for talks about it. Reason everyone seems to be painting this romanticized version <laughs> of painting. it, and then you get Someone's in it, and yeah. it's just like mm -mm. it isn't as happy as people are making it out to be. Right. It has its ups and its downs. But why aren't people talking? About about the downs more exactly but people are starting to talk about the downs a little bit more as we've been doing in our research we've just been seeing a lot of videos we've been watching a lot of aftergrads who are coming out now talking about this period of their life not yeah. matching up to what they expected people are quitting their jobs people aren't happy in corporate mm -hmm. and these are all expectations that we set for ourselves and i think 2020 alone the pandemic the has penny. a lot has added to that new crowd that yes. new voice of people speaking out about this moment i think it's just been emphasized now because because of the pandemic. Yeah, Honestly, sure. I think it was always there. Mm -hmm. I know it was always there, but now people are talking about it because they also feel like they can take liberty mm -hmm. and move into a different career field. Yeah. I was watching this interview of this economist and he was telling, I think the reference he said or like the word he used was this is the time of um, the great resignation the great resignation. Yeah. Yes, that's what it was where a lot of people are resigning and changing career paths mm -hmm. and just going for it. Because people had time to sit with themselves at home. I, for one, definitely mm -hmm. had a lot of time to think when I was finishing my degree back at university, the thinking what did I want to do? Man. The power of thought, the, the power, power of time thought. as right. well to just be like, okay, you know what? This is what I actually want to pursue. Or maybe no, this is not what I want to do. Exactly. But nonetheless, you have the time to sit with yourself and think about, mm -hmm. is this job really serving me? Is right. this degree really and serving me? And then for me? those who didn't even really have the privilege to sit and right. think within their thoughts, them actively still having to put the pedal to the metal amongst illness mm -hmm. made them realize this is not what life should be. Right. This is not what life- It shouldn't feel like that. Should feel like, exactly. Mm -hmm. So. There was a lot of realizations across all spectrums, right. across all levels of living 
Um, and so now we're here. We're here. New year, right? New year, so 2022. Yeah, we, we got goals, a little warm up going on. Yeah, yes. I have a challenge. This is, as I said in the last episode, I always felt like there was a theme to the beginning of the year. That's why I was extremely vigilant in the month of January because it slaps me in the face mm-hmm. every year. Last year it was trying new things. And then I continued that and I learned a lot about myself, as I mentioned. And now this year I was trying to figure it out. What's the theme? Right. What's the theme? I don't really do goals. I don't really do goals. Do you do goals? Uh, I do goals, just not New Year's resolutions. I mean, they're Mm -hmm. kind of one and the same, but I don't know. The science around New Year's resolutions, (laughs) it it seems like like you make them. It jinxes it. It goes. It comes Mm -hmm. and it goes, and then you're not serious about it. Exactly. And I feel as though my life is pretty consistent Mm -hmm. throughout. So it's just themes and goals, which we're about to get into now. Yeah. Yeah. So my theme, you know, I just wanted us to take the time to write it down. I feel like mine is just do it and dare to fail. Mm -hmm. Um, These last couple of weeks, there's been a couple of things that have really made me overthink and kind of freak out and get in my own head. And so it almost even deteriorated me Mm -hmm. from doing the things that I believe could be best for me. Um, And so I just need to do things. I keep thinking. I keep thinking about, all right, if it happens like this and how will I manage this happens, if this happens, what will do it? Let me stop because I'm already starting to think like that. Right. I don't even want to practice that motion anymore. I just want to just dare to fail because then if I try it and if it does fail, well, guess what? I can be renewed for a new idea, um, a new project. Mm -hmm. And that only directs me and adds to me in terms of what I need to do next. So I have to get through some of the bad to get to the good and I have to be okay with that. And I was always not okay with that. I always Mm -hmm. wanted to get right to the good. So that's my theme right Mm -hmm. now. And then I guess tiny goals, things I want to revamp. They've always been there, but I need to put a little bit more effort towards Mm -hmm. them. It's for me, it's more reading. I have a stack of books in my room and I need to get to them and I want to complete them. My sleep schedule, it's been really (laughs) off. with the pandemic, right. coming out of school, I really lost, I used, I don't play with my sleep. Likewise, it's not a game at no. all. I need eight hours, sometimes nine, 10 mm-hmm. plus. Mm-hmm. I really need my sleep to yeah. function. Yep, yep. And you put me on melatonin. Yes. I was on it for a bit. I didn't believe in it for reasons, but now I'm back into I'm it. I'm so happy for you, know, because <laughs> yeah. I know what it did for my life when I first <laughs> learned about it. And I love my sleep and I feel as though I was I'm just on so melatonin. paranoid. I feel like if you do too much of something, something bad will happen, That's period. true. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's fair, but for me, I don't care. I'm yeah, at this rate, it's working. <laughs> so to get me back on track, I'm using that. And mm-hmm. then also more writing. Yeah. I want to get into writing again um, through my website, through my blogs. And yada, yada. So. Before transitioning to me, though, I definitely, we had a conversation where it goes back to you daring to fail, how you mentioned some quote about the quicker you fail, the quicker you can learn from your yeah. mistakes. And I wanted to harp on that because that was super important yeah, yeah, yeah. and insightful for me. Of course. Yeah. So there, there was this artist and he was saying, you know, if I didn't put my work out there and I didn't get over those bad mm. Um, works of art or through the good as well. I couldn't get my mind to think on what's next and to think, to bring in the new idea that could possibly work or not. And so there's also, there's that artist who said that. And then there was a, um, I forgot, he was director of some art facility, not art facility, invention facility Mm -hmm. for Google. And they had a record breaking number for the amount of inventions that came out to be very successful and needed and a necessity in today's um world or in today's society and they asked them what you know how how do you get to all these great ideas so quickly you have a team yes but for these to even succeed and he said you know what honestly 
we have to get through the failures like really quick. Yeah. It's about how fast we turn over the um the bad or mm -hmm. turn over the help me out mistakes. The mistakes. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> it's how bad we turn over yes, the mistakes. The mistakes so, so that we learn. can make that positive trend in, yeah. in due time because it's really just a circle. It's a circle of constant thought of idea right. of creativity and then it will create a positive tr a positive trend over time and so that i'm just taking in i need to fail quicker i either need to fail quicker you know succeed qu not succeed quicker but just experiment i need right. to experiment i need to experience so life works. yeah and that's that's in academics that's in career that's with people as well sometimes you might think that someone's not good for you and mm -hmm. you try to overthink it and this person could actually be a great person in your life or a bad person in your life, right. but just do it. Just yeah, try it real quick it. and you'll know, you'll know, just trust your instinct. And when you follow that, you'll get through that stuff and then you'll get to the positive stuff. Yeah. So. Perfect. I just wanted to talk about that before <laughs> I got into mine. So my big theme for 2022 is in a nutshell, be prepared. I think mm. in society, there's this mentality that circulates within a lot of people where we don't want to accept an opportunity or we don't want to pursue a specific career or whatever that thing is mm -hmm. until we feel ultimately ready, until we feel as though we've mastered a specific skill or we've read a certain amount of articles to feel knowledgeable about something. Mm -hmm. We'll hold ourselves back from accepting something or saying yes to an opportunity that could elevate us nonetheless. Mm -hmm. So for me, with that being said, it's about being prepared so that when those opportunities do come around, I'm ready to say yes. There's always something new to learn, yes, but nonetheless doing side things behind the scenes so that when that opportunity presents itself. And that's the shoot, experimenting. That's the experimenting. I think ours that, go kind of hand in hand. Hand in hand, right. Yeah. Yours was dare to fail, mine is be prepared. So maybe yours is more of the action and mine is more of the behind the scenes work to be ready for that daring to fail moment. Yeah, yeah, it could be the blogging situation. You know mm -hmm. how I was telling you about that? Like there was a moment where I felt like it wouldn't work or it would be too much time consuming away from another project that I was right. simultaneously doing. And so instead of just sitting and believing that it could possibly be too much, just try it and see if it works and if it doesn't, then move forward. But totally. all of those actions are actively preparing me for what I want to. So yeah, yeah I can relate to what you're course. saying. They go hand mm -hmm. in hand with mm -hmm. one another. Mm -hmm. And in terms of, I guess, actions that I want to take to reach those, it's just about increasing my knowledge set. So going mm. back to the the reading, I think you mentioned that yeah. and some of your goals. I, I'm actually just started a new book on astrology. I'm really into the Ooh. zodiac astrology. And so I'm just beefing up my knowledge there. Not something that I'm trying to pursue professionally, just an interest of mine. Yeah. I think it tells an interesting tale about yeah. an individual and I want to know more about my mm -hmm. universal astrology. So just reading more, reading more about photographers. I recently watched a documentary on Yves Saint Laurent, me being interested in fashion. You can mm. understand why that's something that I'd want to learn about. Yeah. So on the back end, just Can we talk about reading. that? The fact that you're going into something, you're going... And it's something that people tend to might be watching and say, I don't have time to read. I don't have, I don't mm -hmm. feel like doing that. It's not really something that's fun to me. Yeah. How you're starting with astrology out of all things, despite the fact that you are actually into fashion and photography. Yeah, I think that's an important point. I think somewhere in this book, actually, in the astrology book that I'm, re I'm reading right now, it says that you have to feed other sides of yourself in order mm -hmm. to complement the whole of mm -hmm. yourself, something along those lines. Astrology is not something that I'm in professionally, but in terms of giving me the motivation and the insight to continue with the other things, other avenues that I want to pursue professionally, I want to feed other hobbies that are mm -hmm. outside of those interests. And mm -hmm. astrology is one of those yes. for me. And I feel so alivened because of it. It's mm -hmm. it's just, it's super interesting when you mm -hmm. get into it because mm -hmm. it- And you mentioned rest. You mentioned rest being yes. one of the things oh, that you want to sure. work on. Mm -hmm. That's a form of rest to me. Rest mm -hmm. from what you feel like you need to be thinking about all the time, your right. dream, the things that help your dream and the right. supplements that will encourage that dream. 
And then taking a step away and mm -hmm. going into astrology, not just physically resting, but right. also mentally resting. Yeah, I think that's a form of mental rest, 100%. Yeah. And that's the way that my body is responding to it. Nice. Because it's just a moment at the end of the night when I'm trying to figure out what to do. Should I watch a movie? Should I be on social media? Right. I'm going to take a moment yeah, to, to read a book. Yeah, because social media content isn't it for me anymore. It, yeah, yeah. Anymore, it never was. Mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> no, I'm I literally mean, going on back and to on. the expectations <laughs> and to the comparisons that we've discussed yeah. before, but specifically for today, the expectations, you'll see people's lives or you'll see different actions or different events taking place and mm -hmm. you'll want to put yourself into into that scenario or you might tell yourself i should be doing that too yeah. based on societal expectations mm -hmm. so taking removing yourself from that is one of the ways that i am trying to be prepared mm -hmm. and then lastly putting myself out there which i think goes to what you were talking about just daring do to it fair, daring to fail yeah. yeah going for it and so you can see the return see those return on the failures into successes more quickly. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like we mainly have concepts and then a couple of things that we want to improve, but right. not goals. And I'm proud of us because we're already seeing, at least for me speaking personally, oh, I'm no, already seeing some of the turnover. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Speak for it. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> All right. But in terms of the expectations, that's what we really wanted to talk about today in terms of what yes. it's like being an aftergrad. Expectations versus reality. <laughs> this is an episode I've been so excited to record yeah. simply because there's a lot. I, we might need a part two. I think so. We may there's need so a part much to two. discuss. There's a lot. I don't even know necessarily where to begin, but except after crossing that stage. Yeah. What I expected. What did you expect when you first what success in the most generic <laughs> sense of the term a job that i was happy with fulbright quite frankly i expected to be on my flight to europe no no this no, is yeah so let's talk out no, let's vision. talk it out let's talk it that's, out how, how did you see 2021 how did i see 2021 i saw 2021 with me on an economy class flight to europe <laughs> paid for that by was, fulbright was <laughs> with accommodation also paid for by fulbright oh, living and doing my master's degree in visual and digital media at this Great. university in Madrid, Spain. That's yeah. genuinely what I saw for myself. And there was no imagination outside of that for me. That expectation was entirely busted <laughs> by life, by reality. And so that's the most immediate aftergrad expectation that wasn't met for myself. Yeah. And initially it was a tough pill to swallow. But <laughs> as we mentioned in the last episode, in terms of what we learned from 2021, there's there's beauty and missed opportunities or there's mm -hmm. beauty and denied opportunities yeah so exactly that's, that. that's the first expectation that i have to agree that was a very similar vision i had for myself so i'm going to back it up to even before i even knew about fulbright and yeah. what it meant and what it stood for i'm gonna go back to freshman year entering college what i thought i would be into by the time i graduated school right mm -hmm. i thought i would have a job working finance or traveling somewhere to work on finance yeah. or trade. Um, I thought I would be into fashion. I, you know, the humbleness I wanted to say was like, I had an entry level job into Vogue. That right. was honestly my first little dream that I had when I went into college and I thought I could get, thought it could be attainable to get an entry level job that respected me and I respected it. Right. Um, and then of course, leading up to college, things change, you learn new things, you grow and your goals shift, right? And so that's when I came across Fulbright and I just really thought this was something meant for me and that could add to what I want to do in the future. And it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. It didn't happen. It it even it teased me. It yeah. said, "Hey, you're a semi-finalist." <laughs> right, same. It did tease us. Like, you're right there. You're right there. <laughs> you're 
and you can go you can go to to taiwan right right so i was and as that during that waiting period anytime you know through the finals week through um exams i was just like oh okay I, i can do this i can do this wait for fulbright wait to leave the country and so forth to study exactly what i want finally a space where i can exercise all facets of myself I can work on my fashion. I can Mm -hmm. work on branding. I can work on finance all in the midst of a country that spoke the language that I want to be completely fluent in Mm -hmm. and that I was sold on that. Mm -hmm. I have to. Yeah. And then for friends as well, I had visions for them, Um, not visions for them, but like I believed in their visions as well. Like as they were speaking to me, you know, grad school or, you know, getting past the MCAT and stuff like that. I wanted that for them so bad, but some realities hit for them as well. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that we're still here supporting each other through it all and still out here we're succeeding is beautiful. Yeah. But like for those, what inspires me to continue to come on this podcast and to push it out is because I do want to give people the thought just to cross your mind and just to be open a little bit to what if it fails? Mm -hmm. What if that vision you have for yourself doesn't happen? Right. How, how, what, what's next? You know, like, how do you think you could move? How do you think you can handle mentally, physically, emotionally? Right. Mm -hmm. And kind of get comfortable with that idea because it can happen. And if it doesn't even happen now, if you, plan it out so well because there was those people in college that i saw mm-hmm. where they had everything lined up but they yeah. were hustling they were mad we props were to them well. we were one of them <laughs> we yes were one of them, um but they are they had it it was like solidified type mm, thing gotcha. right so they transitioned well mm-hmm. right it might not even be right now mm-hmm. you might be chilling but can you imagine the idea that maybe one day you wake up and you don't like where you're at right that's a scary thought you know? And it's not discussed. Either. And a lot of people deny we it as well. That. I was one of them who denied the thought mm-hmm. because I'm not going to sit here and act like I didn't hear people say, oh, you know, I graduated college and then I had a, you know, shift in ideas and uh, things that I wanted to do. So right. I was kind of lost for a minute. Those When those people came in, I was like, no, never me. <laughs> right. Never me. I know exactly Agreed. what I want. So I didn't see that. I didn't, I didn't see, see that. beyond that. I don't know if it's so like clear a clear in my story, as uh, right, I said before. Right. And I was like, all I, I need is this work. degree. Not that yeah. I, I knew it wasn't going to only need the degree, right. but I was just like, I have the degree. That's one step, one but check. Think, but the, I think it's so important for us and why we're talking about this now in terms of needing the degree and having that insight in your head as to that being not the golden ticket, but that, like you were saying, the next step. So many people don't talk about how you can attain that next step. And then without, with or without it, with or without it, but mm -hmm. you know, but then it falling through, right? Like what, what does that look like when you did these steps? You saw there's a lot of people out here with that piece of paper, with the piece of paper. And then for those of you who don't have the piece of paper, I hope you're looking at this and realizing as well, your worth, Mm -hmm. because we're, we're two graduated people who are saying that we don't know what's next either. Right. You know, uh, there could be the person that doesn't feel like they are good enough because they don't have the degree. Mm-hmm. We are here to tell you, we are right here we're at with the same you. point in Exactly. Life. It's literally about how we move forward with this unknown. We just have things that interest us. Yeah. And we just follow them exactly. through the uncertain expectations yeah. while navigating this period. We are not all that in a bag of chips. Right. I wanted to re-say that. Yeah. Me. Super important. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. All of us. All of us being here right now. But you were you were saying, I interrupted you. What was I saying? You were... <laughs> I lost my thought. But in terms of another expectation that I can get into beyond the aftergrad situation, well, it is relevant to aftergrad, Mm -hmm. but beyond getting the degree while I was in undergrad, 
I thought that I wanted, I think you mentioned it too when you were talking about some of your expectations, the corporate nine to five. I genuinely wanted to be in the corporate nine to five space so that I could grow, so that I could engage with my coworkers, so that I could experience the item that I was supposed to receive after getting the degree. And honestly, I haven't been in the corporate nine to five world for all too long. I was in it for a brief period, enjoyed aspects of it, hated other aspects of it. But the pieces that I hated, I didn't expect to see those there. I didn't expect to hate it as intensely as I did. And so that was a giant expectation. Another one that was busted that can was you, being can fed to Can you dive into just lightly into those a of, little bit? Yeah, in terms of the expectations. Or well, some, some of the, the things that like as you got the nine to five that yeah. you envisioned for mm-hmm. yourself, what were some of the aspects that made you realize it's not all of you or it's not really something you wanted to um, continue? Yeah, so it's not, yeah, because I, I definitely don't want to talk bad about my other coworkers because right. I love the space. But in terms of the things that made you feel yeah, like that that's me, separate from the course. person or from the corporation definitely your personal time you know you're it's a nine to five you're there 40 hours a week right for me my time is valuable i have a lot of things that i want to be doing and i felt as though me working with the people that i was working with and for the company mm-hmm. a lot of my creative energy was being spent going towards projects going towards assignments that were serving this company but not serving my purpose mm-hmm. that i felt within myself that's one of the expectations. I thought that if you, me, let me speak personally, get a media studies degree with a dual major in applied mathematics, and then you pursue and make yourself marketable for a career in photography and marketing, and then land a marketing internship, that by virtue of doing those marketing assignments, you're also going to be feeling fulfilled because they're in your industry, they're right. in your line of work. Right. But then I get there and it didn't feel that way. I, again, I liked some of what I was doing. I liked a lot of what I was doing. I learned so much about multicultural markets when I was working at this internship, and I'm going to transfer a lot of that to my practice, to Mm -hmm. my photographic practice for sure. But nonetheless, I have to be honest with the way that I was feeling. And for me, a lot of it felt like wasted time in certain instances. Mm. That was a big one. And that was a hard pill to swallow because again, that's the moment that I was in some sense preparing for when I received an offer letter for a full-time return after working with this internship for a few months. I thought I should have felt excited, but I had all these other emotions that led me to not want to accept this position. And I felt as though, not that I failed, but I just had a lot of questions that needed answering and I didn't know where to go to get Mm. those answers. Yeah. And that's really what I think we're here speaking about today because I know that we're not alone sitting here having these these reflections, yeah, these and moments. Even if not the nine to five, there's also the person, and I, I think I was this person, who felt like they needed to get their next degree. Um, where yeah. I saw myself going, I felt like I needed to get my master's as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And then I also had a lot of encouraging people around me who were like, okay, if you don't get it within the next three or four years, you're going to lose steam to even get it in the first place. And so there was that societal pressure as well. It was like, if not the nine to five, then I need to go into back back into school. And over the course of the months here, I've learned that it's better to sit with yourself and to to find that program for you. And Mm -hmm. but I'll go on that spew later, Mm -hmm. talking about right now in terms of what I envisioned. Also, I kind of I have to admit. I knew nine to five was not for me. Yeah, I, I think I realized that and junior I agree. year. Yeah, junior year, I was like, okay, I, I really don't want to hop into a nine to five, mm-hmm. and so that's why getting my master's was like my next mm-hmm. step. I was like, right. I could avoid the workforce mm-hmm. without. So let me go back into school. Agreed. Wait, and if I could, in terms of the nine to five, 
I did not think that the nine to five was always for me, but I felt as though it would have been a comfortable next step. Like I get mm. the degree, yeah. nine to five, I'll stick yeah, here for yeah. a little bit, but then I'm off right. to do my own but work. But I didn't thought I didn't I didn't find it comfortable enough mm-hmm. to look into it. So I have to admit, there I did not really line. That's why I didn't line up a lot of things coming out of college because right. a lot of people were like, "You have this degree, but like you didn't have anything lined up." No, sure. because I really knew I I couldn't thrive. Yeah. I couldn't be myself in a nine to five, to be honest. So that's why Fulbright again, why all my money was betted on Fulbright and mm-hmm. getting out of this country. Mm-hmm. I knew I knew the things that I did know, well I it, wanted please. to be out of the country. <laughs> and yep. I wanted to be learning another language. Mm-hmm. And then also if I could be getting my master's some way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. that would be beautiful. And that's yeah. why Fulbright spoke to me spoke so to heavily, right? right? So then also this idea of want, you're in the undergraduate degree and then you were talking about how you felt so clearly that you were so ready immediately after graduating to get the master's degree. But th- right. No. And then that that same thought mm-hmm. still carried me. That vision still carried me even right. after not getting the Fulbright. Mm-hmm. That's why when I moved here, I started avidly studying for GMAT and GRE. Mm-hmm. I still was trying to pursue that vision mm-hmm. of, OK, I need to get my master's, need to get it, need to get it. So I moved up here and I was thinking the plan I had in store was. I would get an internship and I would at least sit in something similar or close to the sector I wanted to work. And then in the meantime, I would be going hard on my GMAT or my GRE um, and apply to that and mm-hmm. then go back into school. Yeah. I was still sold on this thought that if I get back into school, I can come out and work my way up to the top. Mm-hmm. No. First of all, no. First of all, t- tired. <laughs> when you come out of school, let me let's start hitting these realities. Right, the realities. Let's hit these realities. You're tired. Yeah, nervous. <laughs> you're tired. You're nervous. There's you have hope, but then you you I don't know. For me, I expected there was a lot of people who came in my life and they were like, "Hey, hit me up. You know, I can help mm. you get here, get here, get here." And a lot of them fell through. Yeah, I'll mm. be honest. Even like the connections, like you're like, okay, I networked, right? You gotta. You just have to get comfortable with the idea that not everything's going to come through for right. you and you got to come through for yourself. Yeah. That's, that's, the that's of what I'm really trying <laughs> to get across here is yes, I came across beautiful people, great people, but they have lives too and they have other obligations. And so me just selling myself on this idea that this person will get me into this door or this will help me get here. Get rid of it. Yeah. Like, honestly, honestly toss, it out. toss it out because these these people, these connections, these jobs, they they have other obligations other than you. Mm-hmm. And if you want someone to take you seriously or like focus on you, you got to focus on yourself. You got to focus on yourself. You got to focus yeah. on yourself. And that makes which that makes you sellable. Then when you know yourself in and out, all the, like you said, the preparation. You're bringing something to the organization. You're bringing something, you're bringing to, something the to the table. To the right. So like you said, like just doing that background work. Yeah. Honestly. And that's, the background work, you might be thinking, well, that's my degree. Honey, boo-boo, let me, yeah. let me that's just break it down. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, this please. is the reality. You got to do, there's more work to be do done. More. That's what there's I'm so trying to get more. across on this podcast. There's so much more work to be done. The degree is the bare minimum. It's the bare minimum. It's the bare minimum, it's but it's tool, also not, it's a, it's a tool. tool. T- it's right. a tool in your toolbox. Yeah. And that, and thus. And I sometimes it won't even work really for grateful. you because sometimes we have that argument where we talk about the degree. Once you get it, it'll work for you. In certain instances, but not necessarily. It won't mm-hmm. entirely work for you. You still got to do the work to make sure it. that that degree is seen, to make sure that you, the person who owns the degree, exactly. is ready, right. is marketable, yeah. is hireable. Yep. So there was that. And another reality that I faced, so it was tired. It was that not everyone would always come through. Rent. Another expectation, another item yeah. that you know gets taken from you. It's one of those bills that, that you have that... 
impedes on your aftergrad moment from being like a positive thing because sometimes you don't see it coming yeah but nonetheless it's still something that you have to account for mm -hmm. and what do you do when you're an undergrad you might be working a lot you might be sending money elsewhere you never know what your financial situation will be like both in undergrad sometimes but then also what is it going to look like right. after you graduate exactly. and if you're not thinking about saving goodness it, you can't you can provide for the aftergrad moment and that's so important yeah. to be able to do that hustle moment can be extended if you yeah if you're not right. really smart about how you save and so then it just takes away from this beautiful picture that oh i'm supposed to be this is the moment of partying this is the moment of enjoyment and fulfillment right because right? when i was younger I really thought, you know, and especially in the music videos, mm -hmm. you know, I Everyone may be young, but I'm ready. <laughs> anyway, so Beyonce, I'm not not dissing you at all, sis. I bow down to you, but I watched her. You, I would watch her videos mm -hmm. and her pop it off at 21, 22, 23, mm -hmm. and I'm like, now that that's too. 20. That's I should be doing. It. That's where I'm trying to be, mm -hmm. and. Yeah, just adding to the fact that there's society elements, including mm -hmm. media, that portrays this beautiful moment right. in the twenties. It's fun. Yes. It's it's just being all out here doing whatever you want to do with right. your life and it seems so flawless it seems so easy but exactly. it's not always mm -hmm. the case a lot of times because things don't work out as we've established yeah and what do you do right when those things don't work out and yeah that you envisioned or you internally have a desire that exists outside of the conventional routes that society has forced you or motivated you to make family as well yeah. i think they glamorized it for me i mm -hmm. would for the cousins who were older or for the people around me who were older and they were going out and then coming back home for holidays i'd be like oh what are y'all up to mm -hmm. how are you enjoying it um and it wasn't even just family it was just people in general yeah. who were in that 20 stage and like yeah i just got a job at you know this for this right. company and i'm working for them and i'm like oh my god that mm -hmm. sounds like so right because it's a big name i know yes. that, that was something that i aspired towards i would hear a big name job and i'm like oh i want that on my resume mm -hmm. i want to be and then there. they would talk about it and the things that they would do mm -hmm. it seemed exciting it seemed very exciting yeah. but sometimes i wonder if there was moments which they weren't so excited about right. but they just didn't feel like sharing we need to start sharing this. Right. If you're older, please start Stand sharing. I just somewhere some about platform. About the good, bad, and ugly experiences that you're having yeah. in this corporate lifestyle and these big name jobs exactly. that, that you have that you that we love to tell. I yeah. mean, everyone wants to have a nice big check, a nice big job a lot of times, but tell us about the bad experiences too. Tell us about what you don't like as yeah. well as what you do like. Because so if I know. was aware of those bad experiences, not that I would feel like, oh, I can't do it. I would just think about it a lot differently it's i fair just to wouldn't me. it, it it's is more fair, fair to me it's being fair the person working for, the for degree me to, to yeah decipher like what is actually meant for me right. you know because then i could listen i'd be like oh okay but that's not something i really see for myself so maybe i can maneuver and study this totally. it can even come down to like what you study like somebody's opinion of something and then putting out all the good and not really telling all the in-between right. and what read read betweens the line yeah it's very glamorized mm -hmm. the, the 20 21 22 23 People talk about 21, but nobody talks about those following numbers. And right. now I'm starting We're to understand to why, um, because it's it's weird. It's awkward. It's awkward. It doesn't match up with what was told. No, you know? no, no, no. And you can choose to be the partier and, you know, live out those um, music videos. Right. But 
I mean, as long as you're smart, are you being smart about it, right? right? So but there's multiple realities that people are exactly. living out, and if only one is being shared, and oftentimes mm-hmm. for the after grad situation, that there's been one narrative a lot of times yeah. that has been shared, been promoted for us to pursue, and mm-hmm. a lot of people, not just us, so many other people that we're coming to find out are feeling the exact same way. Exactly. So we're not crazy. We are yeah. not alone, and it just needs to be spoken about right. much more, right. so that. People who are in undergrad working tirelessly, preparing, pulling up to workshops, pulling up to conferences, trying to share their creativity, share their work that they've been doing for their classwork, for Mm -hmm. things that are outside of their curriculum in undergrad. They know what they're getting into after they walk across the stage. Yeah. Because I really don't think I knew entirely what I was getting into. Right. And it was definitely a reset button. And I think that reset button now has initiated new thoughts and ideas for this moment. And I think our goals for ourselves this new coming year is a Mm -hmm. reflection of what this reality really is. It's true beauty. Right. Not it's glamorized beauty. I think it's authentic. It's it's real. Right. We come into you with the realness. (laughs) This moment, let's let's go back to those. So back to what we were saying earlier, those sub set categories that we want to focus on to attribute to the overarching kind of theme of our year, they align with what the true beauty of this moment is. Mm -hmm. So the first one was me is daring to fail, daring to fail and experiment. This is definitely a moment where we can have a time to just try something. Yeah else something that we have already started just keep it going keep that learning process up that's what we paid for at an institution we paid for someone to be on us about the things we were passionate about or the things we thought we were passionate about at the time right it's the same thing except now you don't have to get in debt doing it (laughs) right but you do have to keep yourself accountable for it is pushing yourself through that uncomfortable feeling of reading, of writing, of just pulling those things that you like out of you, that whole uncomfortable process you were paying someone else to do, now you have to do it yourself. And for me, I just wanna do it quicker and not think about how it can worsen or better me. And that's not just with things that I do, but that's also with people that I encounter, just not putting some, trying to think through how it benefits me and just try it because the faster I can get through it, the quicker I can get to figuring out Mm -hmm. who the heck am I? Right. Right. So that was, that's one thing I feel like is a true reality of this moment. Right. And then also being prepared, right. You have to, if I were prepared for the uncertain outcome in terms of walking across the stage, not having the scholarships that I wanted, how much better I would have been able to take the situation emotionally, how much Mm -hmm. better I would have been able to adjust. And I'm naturally a pretty adaptable person, but nonetheless, just being intentional about how you're preparing so that when you're ready or when you're given opportunities, you're ready to accept them and receive them. Yeah. That's... Ooh, but as you're waiting to accept and receive them, be okay with what you have right now. Yeah. That goes into the other subset, which is I'm having to learn to do more with less. Yeah. I feel like I need to have this or I need to have that or I need to do this in order to do that, right? But being okay with what you own right now and sometimes, this is not me, but this is people who I have seen, they make themselves 
look like they have it all mm -hmm. right now. And which <laughs> adds to the glamorized right. look and lies, lies that yes. lies to the people who are in college. <laughs> and it's not I just fair, want to say it's not beneficial. It like, is oh my not God, it looks so fair. Good. You are, you're, <laughs> that is terrible. I mean, you may be able to afford it, but it's making me feel like that I have to have a car by now. Yeah. I have to have a house by now, right? Maybe, maybe that's that was your goal. That's personal. Mm -hmm. I props to you. But for me, what someone saw for themselves, I may not have. I may not have the privilege of having yet, or I may not want it right now. That's kind of me. Right. I just don't want it right now. And being okay with what I do own right now. I may own only a comforter, right. but that's okay. That's great, because you know what you want. You, you know, know what you want to be My eventually. assets are valuable. Assets not long. That keeps me warm. Right. <laughs> so be comfortable with what you have. Work with right. what you have. Even if it's just a comforter. Exactly. But no, not to be funny anymore. Like It can be a laptop for you to put out those videos that you envision yourself doing or putting out onto YouTube for your creative outlet. Mm -hmm. It can be going out and taking photos. We are so lucky to be in this decade and time to utilize the things that um, we have around us that are kind of easy to right. get a hold easy of. access to Yeah, we, we can get a hold of them. And don't worry about what year it was built, what model it is. Just work with what you do have and look look in front of you. Right. Sometimes your tools are already around you. Mm -hmm. So I think that's another reality of this moment is being okay with having little, having, having little, little, creating having little, and, lack, and making a lot out of that little. Right. Cause that, when you're able to do that, that's when your creativity is going to skyrocket. When you get into the space exactly. and you have the resources. And when you have those resources, gonna boom, be, pow. Yeah, yeah, it's just going to be a different ballgame. But now you have more access to yeah. what you had been working for, which goes mm -hmm. back to being prepared when you eventually get into those spaces that we said earlier. Mm -hmm. But last and certainly not least, mm. we've got to be intentional with our energy moving into mm, 2022 that and is moving this forward. Moment. Yeah. Out. For all aftergrads, for us, when we're living this out, we have to be intentional for me. It looks like getting more rest, but then you also mentioned that earlier too about your sleep schedule. You want to get back on track with that. Exactly. And then also putting myself out there more. There are things that I see myself doing and it's still connected to daring to fail, but just being intentional with how I'm leveraging what I've been learning, what I've been doing behind the scenes in order to pitch myself yeah. into these positions that I want to see That's myself in. That's definitely a reality that we face right now is... How do you do it? Sorry, but go. Yeah. Coming out, you can, you're, I know as college graduate graduates, we're very intentional where, where, where we want to be, but in getting there, like you said, preparing for that moment, are you being intentional with your energy for how you take other people, how you go out, mm -hmm. how you exercise fun, how you exercise recharging? Are you being intentional with that? I struggled mm -hmm. with that first coming out. Um, I thought... I enjoyed partying. I don't even want to say it like that as it's because I don't want you guys thinking like I go out and party. I'm really a homebody, mm -hmm. but I have friends who that's their form of gaining energy and feeling alive. Right. And so I would go out with them, but I wouldn't really honestly be having the most fun time. And again, back to, you know, what society does, they portray the twenties as like a party, go hard, 
type of gal or you can feel like that when man, you're on a college campus too. Right. Yeah, that, that yeah, that's definitely there as well, but then it's also there right after and then you see these promoters who literally that's their job is to create these little short films to make you feel like you are not living your best life going to these clubs, going to these parties, right? And I had to sit with myself and say, "Girl, you are not enjoying yourself." Mm-hmm. In fact, when you come home, you feel less than <laughs> you don't feel more feel like you, you don't feel time. more mm-hmm. and so once i figured out in my time in the aftergrad moment what being intentional with my energy looked mm-hmm. like it definitely unfortunately looks like less of the parting and more like going on hikes and you know running journaling or just a good conversation yeah. a good conversation over with some wine that is this moment being intentional with your energy and what actually makes you feel energized mm-hmm. so that you can move right. forward the moment comfortable, and like we can we make before. exactly make this aftergrad moment great because you gotta you gotta put it to the front you gotta make it great you gotta put yourself first we only live this life once so we gotta live it hard we gotta be shameless with it we gotta be authentic we gotta be pursuing our goals and all of these expectations intentional sharpen our skills yeah that's our reality mm-hmm. and i'm sorry to bust your bubble if you thought yeah you were gonna come out on top with a degree yeah just a degree i hate to say it yeah it's not just the degree we got some more work to do yeah and you got to decide what kind of work you're wanting to put in mm-hmm. and then let's get it yeah let's go let's go for 2022 it. where you at we're here we're ready and mm-hmm. with that Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of the Aftergrad Podcast, a show where we unpack the Aftergrad journey. You can also follow us on Instagram at the Aftergrad Podcast. Check out our visual version via our YouTube there. We would appreciate any likes, comments, or subscribes. And with that, this is the The Aftergrad Aftergrad Podcast. Podcast. Ciao. Peace.